When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's good, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the I-80 Football Show. This is part two of our hot seat tier. And as always, I'm your host, Jordan. I'm here with my co-host, Dante. Yes, what's up, man? What's up? Oh, got to change my picture. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> what's good? Uh, another day. I'm I'm good. I'm exhausted. Uh, but I'm good. I just came back from New York. And oh, yeah, so right. much walking. It was cool. <laughs> like, yeah, New York is dirty. It's crazy, but it was fine. It was good. It's always good when you can get out of Ohio. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate Ohio like most people do, but I do like to travel. I like to get out. So yeah, nothing wrong with uh, what's the just getting a break, getting a vacation. Yeah, whether it is it just a weekend or whatever. For sure, and uh. I think you know this, but I ref- I don't fly Spirit. I'll never fly Spirit. <laughs> so when I don't have money to fly like I would like to fly, I just get weird flights. So like technically, we were on Delta, but our first flight was at like six in the morning. Who? And our second flight was at nine, but it had a layover, and there shouldn't be a layover from New York to Columbus. Not but at we all. We also had an hour to get to the to the airport on public transportation. So mm. basically what I'm saying is I didn't get no sleep because <laughs> I slept for like three, four hours, both times that we were traveling and then we were up in New York. So Sheesh. Yeah. 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 Have fun with that. Sounds like a lot of fun that I don't ever want to do again. And I know yeah. probably will have to do in my lifetime. Yeah. yeah. I already know. Oh, that's right. I have a wedding to go to next year. That's not going to be in the United States. So I know mm. that's going to be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Hopefully, it's, hopefully, it's like you know a popular state, so that there's a lot of like travel routes and stuff. Mm, Pop, I said state, popular country. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's a <clears throat> popular country, so there's there's some things going on. Oh, uh, all right. So first of all, before we get too far into this, we should start with uh, this is two parts, but it's a happy accident. If you've already listened to part one, you know it did not end right. Nope. And that is because my internet went out. And then my internet was out for over 24 hours. And then it's just like I had things to do because I was leaving. So this is a whole week later yep. that we're recording part two. But it's a happy accident because 
from now we just realized that we talk a lot and these are these get pretty long so our our preview series is going to be two parts from now on um we're also getting just an update for all the listeners we're also getting uh, the new prime time slot so again because we talk a lot but it's not even so much just because we talk a lot we cover a lot of ground in an episode yeah yeah, and while we don't, it's a lot of teams. Up, yeah, especially with it going up to sixteen, we've decided yep. to split the show into two shows. So instead of our regular format where we do news, preview, rankings, re- news, review, rankings, preview, and pit stop, and try to fit that all into one show, we're gonna have a preview podcast that drops on Friday, and it's just you know we'll probably throw some news in there and stuff like that, but it's just previewing the games will um because it's an ohio state site and just to fill a slot and to just make sure everything's covered we'll always talk about the ohio state game even though that's new that's why i'm saying it because we don't always talk about the ohio state game right? we'll always talk about the ohio state game and then we'll get into the regular programming where we'll pick the three best games or whatever well, that we're gonna we be talking game. about some stinkers sometimes then yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean i mean at least it's just the previews. Like, I'm still doing the instant recap, and that yeah. means when they be having when they play that Rutgers game at eight o'clock on a no, Saturday, no, I'm sir. up at like midnight talking about Ohio State versus <laughs> Rutgers. Youngstown uh, State, like we got to talk about Ohio State versus what? What? Yeah. What? What is there to talk about? <laughs> that's gonna be a that's gonna that's gonna be a quick one. That's gonna be a quick one. Um, and then yeah, we'll get into our regular schedule program. And then same as always on Monday, we'll drop our review podcast. That'll give us more time to talk about some of the games, uh, go into a little bit more detail, that kind of stuff. So ultimately it's gonna work out. Y'all get to hear from us twice a week. And for those of y'all who like never make it through a full podcast, because like, why the hell is this two hours? We understand. <laughs> It's still gonna be two hours. It's just gonna be split. It's, gonna be split. <laughs> it's, just, it's just gonna be split. And, and trust point. you, we're not giving you four hours of content. It is gonna be hour, hour fifteen max for both. Mm-hmm. You may get a little bit more because it's split into two, so we're able to go into a little bit more depth. But we're not gonna be sitting on here for an hour forty five minutes both times. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be nuts. Um, so that's that's the updates for something the show. we might accidentally do, honestly though. But it would. It's gonna be like a one like this was just a great week, like you know, something like that, where like a lot of news happened, like two coaches get fired, but it's not gonna be oh every- don't worry, I don't think we'll ever get that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be you no know, like every Monday, Friday. We on here for two hours just doing our thing. Um so yeah, so since it's a totally new episode, even though it's a continuation of another one, let's get into some news real quick. Um, we'll start with Big Ten Media Days. Because there's no news from that. Um, everyone gets excited about Big Ten Media Days or just media days in general. And then you see like the same quotes from like the same crappy journalist over and over and over again. And it's the same like, like, so, like this year, right? I don't know how much you all know about Indianapolis, but there's a place called St. Elmo's that has really good cocktail. I just kept seeing a whole bunch of quotes about this team went to St. Elmo's. This team went to St. Elmo's. And then, like, no player is ever going to be like, yeah, we did not look good the last couple of weeks, so we got to fix it in camp. So you always <laughs> get, yeah, our quarterback, such a good leader, such a good player. Like, I'm yeah. excited for our young guys. I think this is the year. You get the team that's going to go three and seven, the teams that we talked about on this episode. Like, yeah, you know, just – Super proud of our gods. We put in a lot of work. Like, this is going to be our year. Like, you get that. And it's just like, you never learn anything, but yeah. you always get excited for it. 
I think I, it's I think it's mostly because now this is like what the official countdown. Yeah, now. which yeah. that's why I'm I get excited for it, not to watch it or consume it, just yeah. that as soon as this over, it means fall camp starts. Because what we got a month. Yeah, like camp starts this week. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the uh, season starts in a month. Yeah, like today is Monday, right? Yeah. I think Ohio State starts on Thursday of this week, so they okay. should start after this podcast drops, before this podcast drops, and then I don't know the other team schedules. There's no way to know. There's just that's too much. Too much. I uh, would say right around the same time. I, I feel like right. probably most of these. You know, maybe one on Tuesday, Wednesday. maybe one on yeah, Friday. They probably might be starting week. this this week and next week would be right. probably make the most sense i would say maybe like iowa and michigan or who played who was that that played from the west side in the um big 10 championship was it Uh, iowa purdue purdue so like this year probably purdue and michigan might start a little later because their season went a little longer i would say maybe but everybody probably starts around probably wednesday up until maybe next monday yeah, max, max next money. Can't yeah. go can't go any later than that, probably. Yeah. So uh that's important. That's that's cool. But as far as the actual right, like media days themselves, it's just a whole bunch of like stock quotes. I do like listening to like some of the clips though, because mm-hmm. um again, you know, my wife hates me. Uh we were <laughs> cooking. We were cooking and I was listening to Penn State. And they were talking about Drew Aller. And you all know the thing that people do. It's mainly coaches. You all know the thing where it's like, how's your quarterback looking? And the coach is like, yeah, he's just great guy, great leader of men. He shows up every day. He works hard. He ain't got no and choice. You're like, he's and you're like, yeah, that player sucks. Like, you didn't say a single good thing. You just said, like, you, you just spoke about his character. And then they'd be like, yeah, so you have this senior edge rusher. And it's like, yeah, his first step is crazy. He's been blowing past guys. I think he's like, you know, they actually start going like, yeah, he's like, you know, we tested him at a 4-4. Like, they actually start giving details. And it's like, oh, so that's the good player. And the leader is not. Like, that's the like if y'all haven't picked up on that, that's just that's how it goes. If anyone asks a coach about a player and all they list is characteristics, the player's ass. I wouldn't say ass. No, he's ass. He's oh my ass. goodness! Every okay. year, especially right. at Ohio State, but every year. And it's funny though because I was listening to Penn State, and they asked the Penn State players about the quarterback, and they gave that. But then they asked about Abdul Carter, the linebacker, and they were like, "Man, he's so fast. Like he's such. He's so hard to block. He came in as a freshman. He got to it. He makes us better. Iron sharpens iron." And I'm like, "Hmm." Man, the quarterback position is much, much more difficult. That's fine. So there's that's stuff fine. a lot he still has to learn. So I feel like that's, that's a little fine. bit I'm not unfair. saying it's, it's not unfair, though, because it's not just something they do with the quarterback. Like Ohio, like Ohio State did that last year with one of the players that they made captain. And everyone's like, oh, this guy made captain. He's going to start. And I'm like, no, this was a badge of honor. The team likes him. He might be a leader, but if you listen to how they talk about him, they haven't mentioned a single thing he did on the field. He's not going to play, and then he didn't play. So I'm not, like, picking on Penn State's quarterback. It's more just, like, I always find, although, you know, you all know how I feel about him, um, 
or my opinion on him. I don't have a feeling about him because I haven't really seen him play, but my opinion on him. But it's it's more like I like listening to those clips sometimes because you kind of get a sense of how people are feeling about it. And I don't think that they know that they do it. I don't think they do it on purpose. But it's football. When you ask someone about Travis Kelsey, they don't say you. When you say it's like you talk about Patrick Mahomes, they might mention he's a leader. But what do they talk about? They talk about how smart he is. They talk about how he how accurate he is. They talk about um, how he runs out of the pocket and throws on the run and different things like that. That's Nobody's true. like, yeah, he's great guy, good teammate. Like, no, you talk about Patrick Mahomes because he's a great player. Like, you talk about the sure. things he does on the field. So that's always funny. But other than that, it's just kind of like you don't really learn anything. Yeah, um, I'm just, you know, I, I want to give a, a young guy a, a chance to at least learn. Yeah, to play and that like, position in college. Yeah, and I know, like, I wasn't picking on him. I only mentioned him because yeah. that's the interview I was listening to where they did it. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like I was trying to go, oh, let me, like, throw some shots at Drew Eiler. It was literally just, like, back-to-back. They asked about the quarterback, and they did that little phenomenon that they – I swear they don't know that they're doing or they don't think people pick up on. Yeah. And then as soon as they talked about the running back, I mean the linebacker, it was like, man, Iron Chopper's Iron. He makes us better every single day. He's so talented. He runs a 4 two. I'm just like, all right, y'all just I'm- said your quarterback's ass, but – I don't think you know it, but that's what I that's what I heard. That's what I picked up on. Because you didn't talk like I know what to, I heard. They, they start to smile and stuff. You asked about the you asked about one player. They're like, yeah, you know, great team. But you asked about someone. I was like, yeah, man. Yesterday he made one handed catch. He do do do. He's diving all like it's like okay. <laughs> you thought you said something. I heard you. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it right here. <laughs> no, I think the only thing that's funny that like the only. This might be the only time uh, media day might be interesting because of Northwestern. Yeah, they didn't just to hear just to hear those questions. Unless they're not even going to be asking or trying. Then well, it already, it already it already happened, and right. Northwestern's players didn't go. Huh. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that was the smartest thing that they've decided to do. Yeah, honestly, in the past twenty years, probably the smartest thing they've. The Northwestern thing was interesting because, like, the athletic director spoke up for the first time. Mm -hmm. So, like, in their media slot, he gave his first public interview because no one had heard from him since then. I don't remember what he said. It was just the saying, you know, it was probably uh, hazing. We need to fix culture, blase, blase, (laughs) uh, you know, BS, BS, BS. But um, they did ask some tough questions. That was pretty interesting. I just don't – it just wasn't anything of note. So, like, that was cool that we finally got to hear from someone in administration. But like I said, I, did, I listened to maybe an hour or two of it while I was at work just because I typically listen to podcasts. So I just do it on in the background. Um, other than that, it's, you know, mm-hmm. you don't get anything. I, right. Yeah, I was wondering what, what kind of hard-hitting questions they might have asked them or, or well, if was, anybody even spoke. The the defining hard hitting is you know depending on how you feel about hard hitting, but they were mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they threw a bunch of like softballs. I feel like there was like some well why didn't you all know about it? How did this stuff go under the rug? Did anybody report it? And like you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. I think it was a little uncomfortable, okay. uh, you know. But you know that's just my opinion, and I was right. half listening to it because I'm tired of talking about Northwestern. Fair Although enough. we're never gonna stop talking about Northwestern. Uh, Sweet of Northwestern. What is this guy's name? What is this guy's name? I don't even want to talk about this. I don't even know this guy. Uh, the head coach, because uh, the head coach was there. The head coach said a couple of things. Uh, the um, 
The uh, interim? The replacement? Yeah, the interim head yeah, coach yeah, said yeah, a couple yeah. of things. One, he's not hiring a defensive coordinator, which, duh, but they had to ask. It's too mm. close to the season to hire a defensive coordinator. Right. Um. So he said he, – and he was like, if this happened in January, I would have hired a defensive coordinator. But at this point, we're just going to have to make it work. That makes the most sense. Yeah. And then today we find out that they hired Skip Holtz. As a special assistant, I don't know who Skip Holtz is, aside from the fact that he's the head coach of the Birmingham Stallions, and he's old, so he's probably, and I don't mean old disrespectfully, he's old, so he probably coached somewhere. I'm imagining he's the son or something of Lou Holtz, who's the legendary coach. I just don't know his resume enough to talk about it, but he he did get some help because he's a first-time head coach. Good help? What's his name? I couldn't tell you. Skip Holtz. I don't know if it's good help. I don't know if it's important, but he did do the thing that smart first-time head coaches do, and that's get an older coach to like help assist with some of the data. Yeah, yeah, I think he is Lou Holtz's son. That would make sense. He is Lou Holtz's son. It's literally his. He he has his name. Yeah, Louis Leo Skip Holtz Jr. Oh, Skip is the okay. Skip Skip is the nickname. nickname. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Uh, does it? Have, does he? Did he coach before? What's his record? Uh oh! Wow. Okay. Let me go to his wiki. As a coach, Florida State. Wide okay. receivers coach at Colorado. Wide receivers coach at Notre Dame. Offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Head coach at Connecticut from ninety four to ninety eight. Assistant head coach in 99 at South Carolina. Uh, head coach at East Carolina, South Florida, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, and Birmingham Stallions. Okay, what's his career record? Uh, as a coach? Yeah, as a head coach. They should um, – if you go to the, to the bottom of Wikipedia, they should combine all of his stops. If they did the right work on his page, they should combine in like a college. His head coaching college career, he's 152 and 121. He's so, coached right. in the USFL as well. Oh, that's yeah. the Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. He he just won the championship with the USFL. He's basically. Oh, he's got both. He's got both. Okay. That's he cool. got last but year's yes. too. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like he was a great college coach, but maybe he's turning that around. Regardless, it doesn't matter. It, you know, it had to happen. He, you know, he was going to hire someone. If he was smart, he was going to hire someone to help teach him how to be a head coach because he didn't get hired to be a head coach. Yeah. Um, next thing in news, Gary Barta. It's his final day today or yesterday. At some point, he's no longer there. We didn't know this was coming. We talked about it a while ago, so we're not going to continue talking about it. He did uh-huh. like, you know, when you're in these high-up positions, you can't give a two-week notice. You got to give like a six-month notice. So his time is up. He's officially no longer uh, Iowa's athletic director. Um, and in other news, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because this is not this podcast, but I, I mean, we do have to talk about it because it does affect college football, sort of. Uh, Colorado. Did you see that? They're yeah, leaving we, the big. They're we, leaving the pack. It's been rumored. It's been rumored all year, right? Pretty much. Yeah, it's uh, been it, rumored ever since it was rumored that Dion was going there. Yeah, because like you know, people think that Dion. Well, it's not even think he did raise their brand, 
And yeah. one thing that the Big 12 guy is doing is he's not, you know, there's not a whole lot of established brands left. And most of the established brands you can't get. So he's kind of making a futures bet with some of these teams. Like that's why there's rumors that they're going to get UConn for basketball and stuff. Okay. A futures bet that if we, what he, basically he's like believing in himself and saying like, what I'm doing as a commissioner is going to make everyone in the conference conference better and so some of these teams that aren't good now will be good in the future and they're gonna help the brand and stuff like that so whether he's right or wrong you know who knows but he believes in himself and i'm not gonna tell him not to i do Um, find it hilarious that i mean it happened immediately i don't think no not a game has been coached by him as a cover of at colorado and they were already leaving their conference yeah, and that's not that's not all Dion. Dion has no no I think no that, Dion just, been, I think Colorado was probably trying to do that for a, a year or two now, or it was thinking about trying to leave. So I mean, from my understanding, what happened is basically right, um the Pac 12 loses USC and UCLA. Yeah, and then the Big 12 <laughs> jumps them for the media rights deal. And so the Pac-12 has the yeah Pac-12 has been working on their media rights for almost a year, mm-hmm. and back in March they said it was going to be done, and then they said April, and then they said early summer, and then they said late summer. It is August, and it's, it's not late done. Summer, we're coming so, up on late summer. Yeah, and so it's a bunch of things that have kind of happened. And a lot of these schools, right, like, you know, Colorado, Arizona, Oregon, Washington, some of these other schools, they didn't necessarily commit to staying in the Pac-12. They just said they wanted to see the numbers first, because if the contracts were even, there's no point in leaving. Right. But if, if, Uh you know, the Pac-12 got a worse deal than the Big 12, some of them would have considered leaving. Well, Colorado just got tired of waiting. Which is fair, because it was supposed to be done in March. You started it last year. It's just like, you know, it's just a bunch of incompetence basically running the, you know, running the Pac-12. George Klyovkov should not be long for that job. And honestly, this is the Pac-12's fault because the Pac-12 is full of kind of like stuffy universities. And so, you know, when the Big 12 lost Texas and Oklahoma, everyone thought that the Pac-12 was going to raid the Big 12. That's what they should have done. Yeah. Big 12 schools wanted to go to the Pac-12 because it seemed more stable. Well, the Pac-12 being stuffy was like, well, these Southern schools don't match with us academically. And they don't. They don't. Like, this is a thing. Like school, Not every school, but a lot of the schools in the South do not have the same academic standards. But that's also sometimes why they won all the national championships. And huh. so they basically decided not to add them. Then the Big 12 added reinforcements, getting four four schools, and then they jumped them in the media rights deal. Now the Pac-12, who was at a position of strength, is no longer at a position of strength and is at the mercy, essentially, of the Big 12, If uh, depending on who all they raid. Big so, 12 and probably Big 10 because of uh, – so um, what's the name? Washington's of, in the pack, right? Yeah. There's a lot of rumors around the Big Ten. I don't think the Big Ten adds another school at least until 26 or 27, but it's mm. probably not going to be into the media rights deal. I'm not an insider. I don't have anything. You know, I just don't think that they do it. Because my thing is, if they wanted Oregon and Washington bad enough, they would have just brought in all four schools at once. And it honestly would have made it easier for them as far as traveling and stuff like that. Possibly but they true. didn't bring yeah. it in. So... I think. Oh, I do you know, think Washington is going to leave soon. Then that's going to probably be the next school to leave. 
So the next school is going to be Arizona. Uh, and Arizona I mean, can leave tomorrow. Oh, crap. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, then never like, mind. The next next school could be, you know, Washington, Oregon, you, or, or, uh, Washington, Oregon, or Arizona State or something like that. Nobody yeah. knows at this point. Supposedly, the Pac-12 is meeting tomorrow, and the commissioner is going to give them numbers for the media contract because he okay. somehow pulled the numbers out of his ass when he lost another school. But you can't convince me the numbers are good. So I guess I'm waiting for it to leak. It hasn't leaked yet. It almost always leaks early, but maybe yeah. maybe it won't. Maybe we won't find out until tomorrow. Yeah, those numbers can't be that good because you're you're losing schools and could be losing even more. Right. And the thing is, they try to play this position of strength. Like, oh, the longer we wait, the better because we're getting more people to the table and things like that. And the other thing that matters, though, is even if the number, let's say the numbers are fine, right? The Big 12 is getting like 31 million per school. Let's say you get anywhere from 30 to 32 mm-hmm. and you're happy with that. If you're on the CW or if you're on Apple TV or one of those kind of things, and you're not on ESPN or Fox, people may still leave. Because the problem with the Pac-12 right now is they messed up the Pac-12 network by trying to run it themselves and not tying it to ESPN like the ACC and SEC did, or tying it to Fox like uh, the Big Ten did, and no one has access to the Pac-12 network. So I don't see these schools signing up for another exclusive thing because yeah. you know, if it's on Amazon that's fine because Amazon a lot of people have Amazon for the service, but people don't want to pay for Apple TV. Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people don't want to especially since Apple I don't know what the real perception of Apple is, but I know it's not as well as it used to be. Yeah, so, and like so even that you know, plays a part. Some people like some of the things that they've offered. I tell you this, I'm not getting Apple TV MLS. to watch college football. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, okay, so the ESPN puts stuff on ESPN Plus, but you don't have to watch ESPN Plus. NBC is putting big t- 10 games on Peacock, but you don't have to get Peacock. You might miss a game or two. And if it's your fa- if you're that big of a fan, you might do it. But most it might of show the up games you might still get still, to watch it anyway because a uh, local network. No, so in the contract, they're gonna be exclusives. Uh, so it's they're gonna be some games that are on both that's on local TV and on Peacock, and then there are gonna be other games that are Peacock exclusives. But the thing is wait, Peacock is just the app and not of the channel NBC. itself. Right, it's okay. NBC. Okay, because so, I know you can still watch games on NBC. So I didn't right. know if P, if if it's showing on Peacock, is it showing on NBC as well? Or so is it just some games, separate? yes. Other games, no. Okay. But the thing is, that's one game. So if you yeah. don't watch that game, you don't have to get Peacock. But if they put all or most yeah, of the whole season on Apple the, TV, the, the, yeah, the you whole have conference. to get Apple TV. So even if and then the you money, only and then you only get it for what 10, 12 weeks. Right. And so even if the money's right, some of these schools still may not like it because people don't want to buy Apple TV. So you don't like there's a lot of things that go into this potentially being an issue for them. So we'll see. But um, Arizona called a board of regents meeting for tomorrow, which was not previously scheduled. And anything can happen in that meeting. But most times recently when that happens, it's them approving leaving. Yeah, they're about to leave. So. And people are going to say, like Dan Lanning did, and we'll get into that really quick before we 
move around, people will say, oh, Arizona sucks. Uh, Colorado sucks. They haven't won anything. That's fine. But your league just went from 12 to 8. Yep. So whether the teams suck or not, you lost four teams and you have to. Dude, your good them. teams ain't going to stay long if they don't have bad teams to beat up on every once in a while. Exactly. Like, so, so it does still matter. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter like USC and UCLA did. It doesn't matter like Texas and Oklahoma did. But Texas and Oklahoma didn't just win. You know what I mean? Like Texas has been bad forever. That's a bigger a brand, of course. I'm not really yeah. comparing that. But, but it's still. Like, but it's, it's a bigger brand that still has been terrible and was still able to go. Exactly. And it made, and it made a. Uh, so it makes a dent in in the uh, the previous conference. Exactly. So it's like, okay, fine, yeah, they did, they did suck, but you still lost the team when you're trying to get a media deal. You're done. trying to get a media deal. Like, I why would I want to give money to a conference that barely is holding up? You're right, and they, and they keep messing all of this up because one of the schools that they're supposed to use to replace schools was San Diego State, and I think we may have talked about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we did. San Diego State was trying to get in, and the media rights deal wasn't done, and they put San Diego State in such a bad position that San Diego State had to sign up for an extra year in the contract, and they can't leave until 2025. Otherwise, they're going to have to pay $34 million instead of 17 So if you want them to start next year, you're probably going to have to help them pay that $34 million, yep. which they wouldn't have had to pay if you would have accepted them when they were ready. Yep. Or you're going to have to wait an extra year so they don't have to pay that, and you're still going to be at an odd number next year because you've messed it up. The, the business sense is not there. Like they, they've, they've messed this up entirely. Um. So yeah, uh, that's we interesting. A, we might see a conference fall in our like uh, in the next few years. If they yeah, keep and that, up like and that's the thing. Like I've seen a lot of opinions about this. I personally don't care, right? Because history, you know, history is a thing, and it's cool and stuff. But like things change, right? And I don't think college football is worse off by losing the Pac-12. As long as the schools are still playing football, I like. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people saying like, "Oh, it's not a good thing that we're losing a conference that's been around for a hundred years." And I understand that, but the conferences, in my it's opinion, not trying to stay alive. If, yeah, and it's like it sucks, but it's their fault. Yeah, like <laughs> hire if, better if, leaders. If they were doing a better job of trying to stay alive, then like, yeah, I can understand. The, right, if they were I doing everything the, they like, could, this sucks. And, but right. they're they're not. Dude. If they were doing everything they could, and people were just raiding them with all disrespect and all this other kind of stuff, I totally get it. But yeah. you've hired back to back horrible leaders. And your presidents don't seem to get the importance of sports because they've had two separate times where they could have been the aggressor and they could have expanded and they chose not to because they want to all pretend that they're fucking Ivy League schools on the West Coast and that academics is so important. Well, here's the thing. You know who else academics is important to? Ohio State and Notre Dame and Michigan and Maryland and all these other schools in the Big Ten who are also a part of the AAU, but who find a way to care about football, too. Yeah. Football doesn't take away from Ohio State being one of the best co- universities in the world. You can do both if you want to. And they haven't true. wanted to, and they've hurt themselves by it. So if it dies, it's going to be suicide. It's not, no one's going to have killed them. They did it to themselves. They walked in front of the bus. And now, not only that, like, yeah, you the, the academic side might not be there. But again, this is about your sports. 
your sports conference. Like you need good sports teams in your conference to keep the conference afloat. Right. And the thing is like, I know this because I work in higher education. I know that the big 10 conference isn't just a sports thing. There are certain things that every big 10 school has access to as a academic alliance Mm -hmm. because of being a part of the big 10. But how many people just found that out for the first time? Listen to the podcast. So, for people who don't care about sports, there are there is some sort of benefit to being with like. I mean, the Big Ten only you accepts have, schools in the AAU. They yeah, do. Nebraska the big, not in the AAU, but they were. They fell out, and they're trying to get back. But mm-hmm. there are enough big football carrying schools in the AAU that the Big Ten's never going to lose their football power by focusing on that. Where the Pac-12 is losing their football power by this arbitrary. They're not smart enough. They don't care about academics enough. Do you want to survive? Like, you're not in a position of strength. You don't get to decide. The Unless you just don't do- want to survive, then fine. Just right. The Big Ten can decide because they're in a position of strength. They're not going to lose Ohio State. So they can be picky. They can take USC and UCLA, but not Oregon and Washington. You don't have a choice. You mm-hmm. need to take SMU. You, you need to take Texas Tech. You need to take you whatever school that was looking to come in because you're going to die otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna survive long if you don't take in schools, and then now you you pretty much burn bridges of these maybe even taking any schools because you just called them all stupid. So uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's gonna play out one way or the other. Um, well, they're yeah. gonna have to find some new schools to fill the conference, um, and. Schools are going to leave. I I think Arizona leaves. It just depends on if anyone else leaves. Because here's the thing. The Big Ten's at at 16. The SEC's at 16. Does the Big 12 want to get to 16? Because if they do, you take Arizona, that's 14. You take Oregon, Washington, or Utah, two of the three. Or you take uh, Utah and Arizona State. You get both Arizona State. Now you're at 16. And the Pac-12 is at six. And, and they, they you can't you can't have a conference you can't have a conference with six schools. No, so it's like y'all better figure it out, man. You can't really have a conference with eight schools if we're being honest. Exactly, and that's just like, what are y'all doing? Like, why do y'all have no sense of urgency? You knew teams were leaving. Why didn't you add San Diego State when they wanted you to? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's lit. It's malpractice. It's literally malpractice. It's negligence of duty. It's. That's I mean, he should get fired. He yeah. should get fired. George Kalafkov should get – he's in over his head. Sure, he might be a good guy. But – and the funny thing about media days, we were talking about it. At media days, he – and this is the second time he said this, by the way. He said it before uh, USC and uh, UCLA left, basically saying, oh, we have the alliance. No one's going to take our schools. They left for the Big Ten. And then literally at media days, a couple days before this happened, he said, yeah, we've all banded together – there's no concern about um, teams leaving. We have bigger fish to fry. Like, no one's going to leave. And then, like, two or three days later, Colorado leaves. And come to find out that Colorado's athletic director or president, I don't remember which one, was at media days and wasn't answering questions, just left and made an excuse saying, like, hey, I have a plane to catch. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and George Klyovkov was up there like, yeah, no one's leaving. We have bigger fists to fry. No We're not worried. Leaving. And then, and then he implied that um, 
that they didn't announce the media deal because they wanted to focus on football. Well, that implication is that the deal is done. You just yeah. have, he implied they haven't announced it yet. He basically said we didn't is announce that not it football? today. Well, no, is the said, media deal doesn't. Does that not? No, no, it's not. I mean, technically, it's not. But like he's like he's just like, like I just want to focus on our teams and and players and stuff like that. So you imply that the deal was done and you just decided not to talk about it today. But the deal wasn't done, so you lied or you didn't know the power of your words when you made it seem like it was done. And it was a conscious choice not to talk about it. It wasn't a conscious choice. You can't talk about it because it's not done. Yeah. So just you know. Bad, bad, bad. All this around. is this is mm, the Pac-12 doesn't want to be a a, a conference anymore, and that's okay. No. Like, just say that. Just yeah. Just I mean, if you, if you don't want to be it, don't be it. Right? Like, yeah. you know, leave us alone. Stop, stop, mm-hmm. uh, stop holding us hostage. All right. Send you know these schools saying? to other other conferences. Right. Like, yeah. let them go to conferences that's gonna make money and that's actually gonna treat them right. Right. And, mm-hmm. and gonna do some things for them that that's not gonna have them every year worried about if someone's leaving or how much money they're gonna get. Right. Because it looks like it looks like you might lose. Two more teams after this. After after you lose Arizona, I think you. I think the Pac-12 is going to leave. I mean, like they, they better hope they don't. But I would leave. I would if they're not trying to put in, bring in people. There's no reason to be there. Because I'm and not that, signing. That I wouldn't give money to a. And the crazy thing is, some of that is on the presidents because the presidents voted not to bring people in. So it's like George Klyovkov is going to take a lot of this. Mm-hmm. But the, it's also the individual schools. It's their fault, too. As a collective, they just burned the whole thing down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Idiots. Yep. They they didn't want to survive. Yeah. That's on them. All right. Well, that's enough on that. We are going to take a quick uh, break. We will be right back where we will talk about our final two teams. Finally get back to the big team. We'll talk about our final two teams. We'll get our pit stops. We'll get out of here. Uh, this will be on Friday, as we said, and then you'll see us again. As a reminder, you'll see us every Monday, Friday. So uh, we'll be right back. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the I-80 Football Show on Land Grant Podcast Network. As always, I'm Jordan. I'm here with Dante. We just finished talking about the Pac-12's demise, the Big 12 being aggressive, uh, sort of Big 10 media days. And now we're here for the main course, the main event. We're here to talk about our final two teams Um and if anyone is good at math and is counting, yes, we've technically talked about five teams instead of four, but that's because we didn't agree on a team. Ah, okay. Every team gets talked about, right? Like, so Nebraska will also be talked about next week from me. I'm not going to have too many opinions on this one because I want to save that for next week's show. But, you know, and maybe you could argue we should be more organized. and we should, <laughs> But that would require one of us forcing, you know, yeah, uh, be like, oh, your team can't be here because it, it has to. It just, you know, and now we don't have us. that conflicting, uh, that conflicting interest, the different, yeah. different scope. So, you know, if you want us more organized, I will. Yeah, you know, <laughs> pay us, pay, hey, yeah, 
Mm. You like we, you know, if we, if you want us more organized, let us know. We'll start a Patreon or something. You can, yes. you can throw a little five dollars a month at us or something. Man, my Discord coming soon. I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Discord. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, final two teams here. We have Michigan State and we have Nebraska. Um, I chose Michigan State. Dante chose Nebraska. So Dante is going to lead okay. Nebraska. I'll lead Michigan State. Um, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first because I don't have a like a big huge opinion on why I have Nebraska here. It's more like a circumstance thing. Um, so like we we talked about Nebraska in detail. Uh, they got a new coach, which was needed. Uh, they got a lot of transfer. They didn't get they got a transfer QB. I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah. Tra- transfer QB and like a few uh, weapons Jeff as Sims. well. So yeah. the transfer quarterback is Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, that's right. And the new coach is Matt Rule, who Matt Rule, I yeah. think is a really good coach. No, I Matt, no, I agree. I agree. I do think Matt Rule is a good coach as well, and I think we will see the beginning of the turnaround for Nebraska this season. And when I say by beginning, like we'll see flashes of it, but I think it's going to be something that will come to fruition next season, but not this upcoming season. And uh, I think we've talked about it before with Matt Rule, his turnarounds when he turns around a school or a program or has he he coached yeah. in the NFL? Yeah, yeah. he was awful. Like, uh, he was awful. Okay, so that's that's different. That's not fair. Okay, so we'll take that out. But usually in college, when he turns around a school, it's the next year. It's not the first year. And with all the transfers, the new coaching hires and things like that, I think Nebraska will be great. Not great, but good next year. Maybe even a bowl bowl team. They will be a bowl team next year, just not this year because everything's new. Um, And I think while Matt Rule is a good coach, I think we have to take into account that it's going to be a, a refresh, a whole new start for Nebraska. And they have a pretty tough schedule. They even got a tough game to start this season. So while they'll be good, I think it'd be next year where we'll see that that they're actually talented and Matt Rule's whole uh, philosophy will come into play then. I don't I just I don't see them making a bowl game this year just because of everything being new. Yeah. Um so and that's the thing. So it's and of, oh of so of course, because this is our hot seat tier technically i'm not saying matt rules on the hot seat that wouldn't make any sense but i don't think if this was any other coach in nebraska and they were in in like or the past coach and they went four and eight because that's how i got him going then yes he would be on the hot seat for this for this for a record like that but i'm not saying matt rules on the hot seat because he can't be that wouldn't make any sense yeah so um first of all as we kind of break down the show behind the curtain i just realized that we actually could have just talked about nebraska here because it's only one game off for me and then just had four teams yeah because what i have i have msu literally right because they're gonna be at your next tier right yeah all right so let's not talk about michigan state today okay which is going to be funny because we're going to have a whole show where we only talk about one school uh, that we didn't get to because we got through three next week. Yeah. But it is going to make it a little bit cleaner this way. Uh, they might be my next week. I have Michigan State doing better than they probably should be doing. So they're not going to be on your next year? Uh, your next four? What's the next four? 
I have to look. I have to do the math another day. Okay. If you look at if you look at my tiers, I don't think there's any way Michigan State's not in your next tier. They should be. Yeah, no, that rec- the record that you have for them, even though we're pretty different on it, that should fit in your next yeah, tier. That shouldn't okay. be. They, it okay. wouldn't be in the. And one I might even it. switch a game because I think I think what I have is just a bit too high. And then watch they win ten games and piss me off. That's not gonna happen. It's, no, it's impossible. But, yeah, it's but impossible. like. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad you all got to listen to us change our entire show um, <laughs> in the right in the midst of it. Yeah. But this one was always going to be a little awkward, largely because, like we said, the intention for this show was to be one full show. Mm. And then my Internet went out for 24 straight hours. So, True. Uh, True. you know, it's a little awkward. You're going to get one. You're going to get the, the deepest dive on uh, Minnesota on Miss on Nebraska, Jesus! Oh my God, Nebraska on Nebraska that you didn't want to fill up the airwaves, and then every, every it's gonna go a lot smoother from now on because you know we get better each time, and yeah, like we're not knock, yeah, knock only wood. off by one game. Yeah, which is why I realized yeah. like we could have just you know even though this is not necessarily the tier that I'd have them in. True, we could just kind of flip it just to make the show a little bit easier because they're gonna be in your next tier. And our our tiers are typically not that different. True. Um, and the reason I I would have had our records if, be different, but the tiers are not. Tiers are not. If if this was next season, like if this was next year, twenty twenty four, and we were doing this, Michigan State would be in my hot seat because I think now that's where Mel Tucker would definitely be in the hot seat. But what is he on year three of that ten year contract? So he's going. So he's going into year four total. Year two of the ten year contract. Year ten. Okay. So, so for me, man. I the reason because it's only I'm only one game off on them. The reason why I flipped it is because it's Matt Rule's first year, and mm-hmm. I think that when you end the season, even if their records are the same, they're gonna feel better about their record than Michigan State. Oh yeah, yeah. But Michigan yeah. State can't be here for you because you have them higher. So a I a little bit higher. Can flip yeah, it. yeah. So, and we're a game off, so it doesn't matter. So, yeah. again, welcome to Behind the Curtain. This is the things that happen when your internet goes out for 24 hours and you don't have time to plan. Yeah. Um, a whole weekend goes by. <laughs> yeah. Literally, not yeah. a whole week, like a whole Pretty seven much. days. Pretty yeah, much. Seven yeah. days later. Um, all right. So, Nebraska. Since we're going to do it, we can actually go into detail since we switched it around. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I agree. Um, and like I said, we you already mentioned what you have for an eight. Yeah, I'm only one game different. I have them five and seven, so I don't have them going to a bowl game either. Um, which is why the switch, you know, kind of works. Yeah, like that. it works. Yeah. Um, but I think, like I mentioned already, with just between them and Michigan State, I just think that there is going to be um, a better feeling at the end because Nebraska is going to feel like they're building towards something. And yeah. Michigan State's not, but we'll save Michigan State for next week. So Nebraska, you talked about Jeff Sims, right? Part of the reason I because I don't think Nebraska's roster is as bad as people think. Um, it's just their coach sucked. So it's this yeah. is gonna this is gonna be weird. Yeah, I think we say. said that last year too. Yeah, this is gonna be weird to say, but Nebraska is an it's an easier build than Temple and Baylor because Temple has never been good and yeah. Baylor was rocked by a major sexual assault and rape scandal. 
Now, it's harder in the sense that the Big Ten is a harder conference. So it's going to be harder for him to get to the top and win yeah. the conference. Yeah. And I don't know if he ever wins the conference, but it's going to be an easier build as in I think part of it's on the quarterback. If he got a better quarterback, you know, I maybe feel comfortable with them even winning seven games this year. I just don't think he has a good quarterback. And it's not all on Jeff Sims. There are some other things, too. There are some things that Scott Frost messed up. But I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong, right? Like, if my record flipped from five to seven and actually seven and five, I wouldn't be that surprised because I don't think that this is as long-term as a rebuild as the other schools. I just also, as I mentioned, don't think he can reach the highs of the other school because it's a harder conference and you just have more powers. The big 12 doesn't have powers in it, right? Like Oklahoma sure. But that conference is, is typically more rotating, right? Like I think the last, especially since Oklahoma wasn't dominating and then Lincoln Riley left, I think they've had a different champion the last three or four seasons. Um, So it's just, it's, there's more parity is what I'm getting at. So Mm -hmm. it, it was, not easy, but it was easier to get Baylor to the top than it's going to be yeah. for Nebraska. Now, um, so I'm looking at Jeff Jeff Sims' uh, stats for the past three years. He played the entire season last year? Uh, I mean, no, he got injured, but that's, he got injured. that's part of his problem. Yeah, okay, because I was about to say his his attempts for the past two years are the exact same completion percentage right yes. around the same uh, but you said you said it himself. He got injured, but his t- his touchdown to TD ratio is two to one, pretty much. Not He's good. gonna throw a pick. Yes, <laughs> like not good. It's it's not it's good. it's not good. So I was that's how I'm looking. I'm a little bit worried, and now that even plays into my that plays into my uh my uh my reasoning for why I had them here in this tier anyway, because now you got a new quarterback that seems to be injury prone and kind of likes to turn the ball over. Yeah. And so without, coming to somewhere new and a harder conference. Yeah. Without looking at it, I think I know what game is different on or one game difference. And yeah, it's probably that one. Yeah, I don't know for sure. One. I have to look at it and, and we'll I'm get to that in a it. second. I'm looking at it. Is it that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just because I'm a lot lower on them than you are. So yeah, but, um, yeah, that's fair. I just I I'm I'm concerned with a a QB leaving a a conference going to a tougher conference with tougher defenses and it's cold and you already yeah. like to turn the ball over. So so here and that's a very good point we can get into. So mm-hmm. one of the things that interests me though is I don't know the entire roster. But they have some decent young guys on there, mm-hmm. and I think they did Jeff Sims to kind of bridge. But I wonder if they bench him midseason and they're better for it. I'm not predicting it. Well, I mean, it may not matter if he gets injured, right? They're going to have to do it. Anyway. Yeah, it's I gonna think happen. that yeah, one of fine. their backups may be better. It's just he had they don't whichever one he chooses, whichever one gets the number two job, isn't going to have the experience that Jeff Sims got. And when it's your first, you know, year at a new program, you want an experienced quarterback. Could you have found a better one? I would hope so. But we're here now, right? So we keep talking about it. So let's get into it. Oh, he is rushing. Okay, so now let's start adding that into the. Oh, last year still didn't mean nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, so okay. So let's let's let's. He played seven. Last seven year. games. That's yeah. still almost most of the season. Right. 
and he only had 188 he put up Iowa quarterback stats. Yeah, yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. He only had 188 attempts, 1100 yards, 5.9 yards a, a game. Ugh, it's bad. Not a game, but not not a game, but um, per per attempt, 5.9. Yeah, he had uh, five touchdowns and three interceptions. Three interceptions. But he didn't even throw over a seven games. Yeah, he didn't even throw a touchdown in every game that he played. That's a that's a bit concerning. And had yeah, nineteen, so, and then again, and almost broke his his freshman record of being sacked. He had nineteen sacks in seven games. Yeah, that's three and more so, games. That's twenty six. That's twenty six sacks, maybe. Yeah, and this got cut out of the episode that I had to edit because we did mm-hmm. get a little bit into Nebraska, and I went over it. So, and actually, hold on, let me let me. And he's from Florida. Better. Now you're going to Nebraska. It's going to be cold, my guy. Uh, let me actually do a better comparison, right? Okay, so this is and again, I'm not comparing the two as as whatever, but I'm just going over it. Okay, this is Caleb Williams' stats last year. Heisman winner last year, one season, three thirty three for five hundred sixty six percent completion percentage, forty five hundred yards, nine point one yards per attempt, forty two touchdowns, five interceptions. That's one season, okay. Jeff Sims in three seasons. Seasons, yeah, we did three talk seasons, about this. Yeah, still doesn't even uh, have that. Three sixty four for six thirty three, fifty seven percent. 4,464 yards, 7.1 yards per attempt, 30 touchdowns, and 23 interceptions. And I get it. Not everyone's going to be Caleb Williams. Not everyone's going to be C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. That's the top of the top. But you shouldn't be so bad that the best quarterback in college football gets your three-year stats in one season. No matter how special the season was, that shouldn't be possible. And I was going, like, maybe he runs the ball a lot more. No. He runs it, but it's not significant. It's not that and that's, much. His and that's most he, he ran it was his freshman year, yeah. And he had six touchdowns, which is cool, but he averaged 4.1 yards of rush. That's not great. And that's, like, that's yeah, not, that's, and that's, that was, was your, that's his freshman year, though. Yeah, if that was your starting running back, if it was the NFL, 4.1 is great. In college, if that was your starting running back, 4.1, people would be calling for his head. Last well, year, you he would have way more 3. than 120 3. characters, uh, characters carries. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. That. So I'm talking, yeah. I just mean the average. Like a good yeah. college running back doesn't average 4.1 yards per carry. And last year, he averaged 3.3. So he's gotten worse. Yeah. And I'm not trying, and he's, he can't stay on the field. I'm not saying he can't, he, he, he won't be good. I don't think like, we're saying and- that. It's just concerning. If someone wants to say Matt Rule is a better coach and it's a better offense and he has more talent, so it's going to work out, fine, right? We saw that with Michael Penix Jr. He got with – but we know Kalen DeBoer was a good coach. And Kalen DeBoer was his old coach at Indiana, so that's a little different. But if yeah. you want to say he's going to get better because of X, right? Better coach, better situation, you know, better talent around him, okay. But that doesn't fix the injury issues. No. So – that's kind of it was where, just crazy. He's a big dude. Yeah, that's kind of where I, I struggle with them as well. And as, he's older too, so it's yeah. like you know this might be who he is. I think it is. I've yeah. I've never like a lot of people, and this is you know I say this all the time, but people don't watch film. People don't like to watch football because I've seen a lot of people like talk really highly of him, and I'm just like, have you ever watched this dude play? 
Now I've never I didn't see a Georgia's uh, Georgia Tech game at all the past two seasons. There's so I have a reason for that. Well, I mean, I'm not watching Georgia Tech. <laughs> the only the, time I watched Georgia Tech was against Georgia. That's 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 my point. That's so. True. Uh, let's get and I don't want I'm not going to do the typical thing where I go down through all the stats and stuff because it really doesn't matter that much. I just want to mention a couple because yeah, it's all new anyway. So there's 74% returning production, as I've said that's before. That's not bad. You can look at that one or two ways. You can look at it and say that's good, they're young, they're going to get better, so they're going to be better, or you can look at it and say the player sucked, so they're going to suck. Just depends on how you want to look at it. One area that I think is going to help them, though, they're bringing back four of their five starters on the offensive line. That's gonna that help typically helps. That That's like that help typically with development is a very good thing. So yeah. I'm I'm you know I would be pretty happy about that. They also had a pretty good defense, and they bring back almost their entire defense. I uh, think I think with bringing in that much production with a new coach that's usually that has. Uh, evidence that it they're he's better than the previous coach. I yeah. think that's uh more of a positive than a negative thing. Absolutely. So yeah. they return eight of their eleven defensive starters. Holy shit! Their that defense was not bad. Defense. Their defense was not bad. They, they were in every good. game. They were almost in every yeah. game last year. They just and they were games. or and Scott Foster just wanted to be fired. So yeah. So um, let's see. They uh, they were 77th in scoring defense. That was probably because their offense kept turning the ball over. Yeah. 54th in points per play. 100th in total defense because, again, turning the offense ball over. turned the ball over. Short they were, they were like trash, that. trash at rushing defense. <clears throat> that needs to be fixed. Okay. But passing defense, 68th in passing defense, 35th in yards per 10th, 44th in QB rating, 62nd in completion percentage, 34th in explosive pass. That's a that, those are solid numbers for Nebraska, and if you improve yeah. on those, you you go from a a, good, a pretty decent defense to a really good defense to a, a pretty decent defense to a good defense, especially if you can fix the rushing number. And if you can really fix that rushing, it could be a great uh, a great defense. Now, uh, you could actually be a great defense if your offense doesn't turn the ball over as much. Yeah, keeping short field or always on uh, or uh, always bring you back on the field. So. Yeah, and their new defensive coordinator is Tony White. Tony White uh, is bringing a three-three-five, which is all the rage in college football. And I personally, I do not my, like it. But okay, so that's my second favorite defense. Really, I do not like three-three-five. But but I can't. It's uh, the so the three three five is the RPO. Yeah, you do it when you have less talent, and it makes sense there. It's a mm-hmm. gimmicky defense, but gimmicky offenses work all the time. Yeah, and I mean it um, helps because especially in the passing type of uh, day and age, that that extra can help. So the, I get it. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Yeah, I'm not against it. I think it has some. I think it has some some very. But I'm a I, look, I'm a very traditional type of not. I wouldn't say very traditional, but I'm more of a traditional type of defensive player anyway. Even though I will easily do exotic blitzes whenever I wanted to. And the three three five is great for exotic blitzes. I hate the three four. So it's it's. I, I'm a four three, three guy. 
Yeah, the three three five is technically my third favorite defense. Mm-hmm. It's just the four three and the four two five is the same defense for me. Like in my head, how I would run it, yeah, four three would be base, but it would easily switch to a four two five. So I view that as one defense. Three three five is then my second favorite mm-hmm. defense. I, I, I'm not going to get into it, but I hate the 3-4. I think it's an awful defense, and everyone's going to think I'm stupid because it's successful. It but is. It, it's, but like it. It, can, yeah. it can be successful. Yeah. I don't like it. I think it has a lot of limitations. I just like – I'm have, better, I like, like – uh, as best long as you have athletic – if you have athletic middle linebackers, 3-4 is beautiful. Mm. Or like one athletic outside linebacker because one of your linebackers is going to have to play pass defense. So if they're athletic and move their hips, then I'm cool with it. I I I, I can I'll use it, but yeah, I don't know. I three three five can work. I've seen it work. I've seen it work with a really good coach too. So yeah. it just depends. And I mean, it it it's what college football is doing too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So Nebraska still has Anthony Grant, who was like a couple yards away from a thousand yard season. Uh, he came on late. I really like him. Uh, they have Marcus Washington, who had a really big game um, in the bowl game, which for a lot of players, if you have that big game in the bowl game, that typically leads to a little bit of a breakout in your next season. Um, they have added some transfers. They've added two power five receivers and Josh Fleeks from Baylor and Billy yeah. Kemp from Virginia. They added... Um, where is it at? They added uh, Eric Gilbert, a 6'6 tight end from Georgia, uh, and Thomas Fidone. Um Again, the offensive line sucked, but they're bringing back four starters, so you hope that makes it, it better. better. Yeah. And depending um, on their age, that might have been why they suck. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, so, I mean, ultimately, again, we're not saying they're going to be great, but they're going to be better. They're going to be a lot more confident, competent, yeah. and I think they are a eight. I think they are consistent. I think they're a consistent eight win team. Six in to a eight. couple years. Six to eight. No, I think, I think Matt Rule's a good coach. I, I think but it's the Big Ten, and it's always going to be the Big Ten. Yeah, but they still have Northwestern. They still have Rutgers. They still got like I think they're and you have. But I think, But here's my thing. I think I think Ohio State, Michigan, and, and Penn State are always going to be. Good. There goes three hours right there. If you have, if if you have, if you have to, if you have them on your schedule, yes. Uh, I think um, Indiana will be good for at least five years, depending on how long what's the name stays there. Not Indiana, Illinois. Um, I think Minnesota will turn it around again. I think Nebraska is going to be better than Minnesota. Going forward, I have more faith in Matt Rule, and I do. I do not. I do not. Do you know how I feel? I really like. Play. Yeah, no, I, I but I that. think Matt Rule is a better coach, and I think mm-hmm. he's a better recruiter. So that's kind of where I'm replacing. Okay, I think Minnesota goes the six to eight route, and they go, and Nebraska goes seven to nine, mm. more often than not, because you still have Indiana still going to be bad, Northwestern still going to be bad, Rutgers going to be bad, and then you have to balance your games when you play the Minnesota. You have to every once in a while beat Illinois because they're going to be good, but they're not going to be the best. You have to I, shock Michigan State. I have going to the bottom, so you get if you win three of your out of conference games. And then you you get that year where you got Michigan State, you got Rutgers, you got Northwestern, like you know that's where you push okay. up to the nine. But 
Um, and that's I mean, usually in, in those games. That's where Michigan State is the biggest. Those are usually the scariest games because it was scary for Michigan. It was scary for Illinois. It was scary for Minnesota. Um, who else did they scare for the past two years? I don't know. That's, that's I just have I have yeah. anything can change, but as of right now, if yeah. I had to, if I had to pick Minnesota, Nebraska, and Michigan State. I'm higher on Nebraska than I am on uh-huh. the other two. And uh-huh. I never thought I would say that, but Mel Tucker hasn't showed me anything except no. that he's cool and he smokes cigars. And <laughs> I didn't even know you did just, that. And Minnesota, it's just like, I want to root for you, but I've been rooting for you for the last three years and you haven't done it. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not predicting that they just totally fall off, right? But like you have a you had a crazy good receiver in Chris Altman Bell. You had a good senior quarterback. You had one of the best running backs in college football, and year after year after year, you couldn't do it. You went eleven and two, and you couldn't do it. You lost the Bowling Green. So, yeah. If I'm looking in the future, I I think you know, as of right now, anything can change. But as of right now, I'm putting Nebraska over Michigan sure. State and, and Minnesota for the future bit. Um, all right. So let's 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 go to the schedule. Um, Minnesota, I have that as hold on. I need to pull up my actual. You have it as a loss. I have it up right now. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. Because I future. Mm, oh wait, Nebraska. There we go. I have it as a loss because currently Minnesota is still the better team, yeah. but future wise, mm-hmm. I got already yeah, mentioned. I yeah. Now here's the thing: if I'm wrong and they get to a bowl game, it's because of this game. Because it's yep. the first week of the season, yeah. they could win this game. I'm just not predicting it. But they could go out there because I think they'll be a lot. uh, I think they could go out there and win that game, but I think both teams are going to be underprepared to start the season because a lot of teams are in the Big Ten to start the season. Yeah, and when you got and when Nebraska's underprepared everywhere. Yeah, Utah lost to a shitty Florida team like week two or that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. So like USC. So like. Like it could be a sneaky win, but I think since again, like I I keep putting new coach, new system, new scheme. Start That's the season. Scary. It's it's but then you're even is, you're a lot more unprepared than Minnesota is. You would think, but Minnesota could be unprepared because it's new everything too, except the coach, new quarterback, yeah. new running back. I guess you still have the wide receiver, but, but some of them, some of them, like they're new, but they've been there. It's not like it's all transferred. It's not all transferred, which is yeah. for at least for the quarterback position, it's a transfer, and that's that's. Well, they're, I, I hate to say how important quarterbacks are. They're they're the most important position on the field, so it's 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 a scarier situation for me in that regard. Yeah, and I agree. That's why I have mm-hmm. Minnesota winning it. I'm just saying, like, if they get to bowl eligibility, it's this it would game. be this game. Yeah. They're gonna come out and win this game. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Minnesota. It'd be this lost. game or the Purdue uh, uh Purdue game. Do I not have them beating Purdue? No, you haven't oh. Purdue. Or that one, yeah. Or yeah. that one. No one knows what the hell is going to happen with Purdue. I actually, like they have a Purdue. actually they have three games where it's like, okay, that will push them over the top because Maryland as well. Mm, they're not beating Maryland. Mm, That's Maryland could beat themselves. So mm, you're I right. Watched Maryland right. beat themselves. They you're right, themselves. but this you're right, but this is a. Di- I think that this is a different Maryland. I think. I hope. As Actually, long as what's no. the name stays, I don't healthy. believe in Mike Loxley, so you're right. <laughs> you're right. I, I have that lower ranked. I think Maryland dog walks them, but 
you're right. Anything can happen. Anything can happen, especially um, if he can't stay healthy. I, you're right. Oh, and, then uh, but and missing problems for Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, this okay. is why this stuff is so hard because yeah. you can't predict injuries and stuff you like can't. that. No. Okay. Minnesota, zero and one. Colorado, one and one. Uh, NIU, two and one. Ah. You have it as a win too. What are I you do, but about? like you... now, here's Colorado, my thing. No, Colorado is gonna be ass. Like Colorado, no, 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 no. You're right, Colorado. I was talking about NIU. They're not gonna lose to NIU. They're one of the usually the best teams in the Big Ten. They're not the Big Ten. Um, Mac, right? They're in ours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are you changing? It? Are you changing no. your mind on? No, okay. No. So two and one, Louisiana Tech, three and one. And then it gets ugly for two weeks. Michigan, Oops. Illinois. Yeah. Lost. So they go into the bye three and three. They're probably feeling pretty good about that. I feel they, great about that. Yeah. Especially because <laughs> they come out the bye with Northwestern. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're going to turn it around. Technically, they could convince themselves that the back half of their schedule has a lot of winnable games. Yeah. And it might. It, it could. It easily could. I'm just not believing in it this year. I'm not going to yeah. give them that just yet. You know, the only team, so, the only school on here that the back half I definitely don't see them winning is Iowa. That's the only one. Yeah, because I mean, you know, that so defense. Another, it's, it's, it's purely because yeah. of their defense. That's, yeah. that's another it. school with a new coach, a school where the injuries mount up, a team that I have no faith in, and a team with a new coach. So mm-hmm. technically, the back half does have a lot of winnable games. And again, they could easily, like I said, it could flip. I have five and seven. It could be seven and five. And I would yeah. not entirely be shocked. I just don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. predicting that. So we have them at three and three after the bye. They come out with Northwestern four and three. And then they uh, have Purdue. We both have that as a loss, four and four. Michigan State, I have as a win, you have as a loss. Yes. So uh, five and four or four and five. And the last three games, we both have a loss. Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa. I forgot that I'm sharing my screen, and I did not move this. But most, <laughs> of it, most of it was up. Most of it was up. I was looking over at a different screen because did. I needed to know what I picked. Right. Um, so this is their schedule. I think five and seven. But as I mentioned, Purdue, as you mentioned, Purdue easily could be a win. Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, I, I, well, I give you. I you think it's a win. I give you that. I could see that happening. That could be a change. Mm-hmm. Minnesota could be a win. Yeah, uh, and I said Maryland could be a win in my I'm eyes. not giving it Maryland, but I, but I'm not. It's weird. I'm not going to give it Maryland, but I would give them Wisconsin because it's a new. That's coach. that's really. I'm okay, not believing okay. it. I'm not believing either. I think they're both losses. I but. think well, because I think with Maryland, I don't think Maryland changes their ways about running the ball for real. And I think uh, I no, no, I'm not putting that out there. Roman Hemby Jr. is my guy. He, they're going to run the hey, ball. I hope no, they do. I won't. I told I, you. I hope they do. I told not, you. I hope I'm they do. I'm not putting that out that'll there. That'll keep that'll Roman's keep going for uh, twelve hundred. That'll keep you healthy for the entire year. And then you're right. They Book don't it. be Maryland right now. Roman's going for. 1200 eight tutties, eight, eight tutties, yes, eight tutties. Book it with that pass oh. heavy ass offense. All yes. right, okay. yes, Roman him, Roman him. That, that means he's getting a lot of break off. He's gonna Roman, get a lot of the what you said Saquon was the break off. Uh, Roman Hemby, he's uh, him. 1200 eight tutties. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hold on, let me this ain't a Maryland uh, episode, year. but okay. Let me put up. Hold on, let me put up his stats last year. 
they they did not like to run that boy. I'm telling not, you. And, oh, they ran him when Wilson then got hurt and didn't stop running him the next game. Yeah. Hold on. Man, I might be underselling it. Oh. I might be underselling it oh. because they didn't want to run him last year. He finished with 989 yards and 10 tutties. You might be underselling him. I'm underselling. Maybe. I'm going I'm Maybe. going 12 and 12. I'm going 12 and 12. He gets the that's, extra three hundred. Yeah, he gets that's the extra candidate three. for uh best running he back gets, in the conference. No, because Blake Corum's going for like sixteen hundred, but yeah, he's I gonna mean, be yeah. up there. He, but Roman's he, really he, good. No, Roman's saying, really good. Like, but I'm saying he'd be a candidate. I didn't say he would yeah. win. He'd be yeah. a candidate. Yeah. The problem, the so he would be like if we're looking at teams, team mm-hmm. running backs, he would be like the fourth best running back. The problem is Michigan has two good running two. backs that are yeah. better than him, and Ohio State has two good running backs that are better than him. But and if we're Illinois only has looking... a running back that's better than him. Oh. And you think Wisconsin also has a running back that's better than him. Well, that's why I have four. So if I was just looking at teams. You, man. Oh. No, I said if I'm just looking at teams, not individual running backs. If we were only looking at the teams, I would have – no, five. It'd be Penn State, Ohio State, um, uh, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And he then really you could wouldn't argue, stay Illinois. You could uh, we've seen more from him than we saw from Josh McCray. I like Josh McCray, but he's more your guy than mine. That's I don't fair. think Josh That's McCray's fair. a scrub, but I think Roman Hemby is, you know. Josh McCray last season though finished with well, not last year, the year before. because uh, he was injured last he year. He was injured, yeah. Um Either way, the Big Ten's full of running back. It doesn't matter, and it's, and it doesn't matter because he's not. It doesn't matter because he's not five anyway, because Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State have two running backs better than him. Yeah, but he's still good. Like he's still oh, I, yeah a really good running back. It's 12, his sophomore 12, season, right, or his twelve and junior 12, year. junior year, twelve and twelve. 12, 1200, 12 junior 12 year. I can see twelve, 12 and twelve. I give. I do you one better. Thirteen fifty and twelve. Oh, see now, now you you go you go you go. Raise me with Hendy, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not gonna turn it down. <laughs> I don't play poker, but I see what is it I call? I see uh, I see your see your uh call and raise you or you uh, raised me. Yeah, I'm raised trying you. to match yeah. you. Is that yeah. calling? I That's call? calling, yeah. I, I'm calling you uh, 13 50 and 12 tutties. That's what we're doing. Right. Yeah, you locked it in. So uh how do we get on Maryland? <laughs> you talk about a uh, potential wins loss for Nebraska. Oh, okay, yeah. that should have been on the Maryland. So we're gonna have to remember that next week. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, Nebraska five and seven, four and eight, positive, some good momentum, some good steps. But they're relying on a quarterback that we don't think is great, who's probably gonna get injured. Knock on wood, don't wish injuries on anyone. But three seasons of him being injured is like. Am I wishing it on him or am I just? Th- and then I think it's just like even though I, I'm thinking Nick, he's getting injured like week three or four. No, he's playing deep into the season and still only has. Yeah. What, what was that? What was it? Eleven hundred yards and five touchdowns, three interceptions, yeah, something. Not even two hundred attempts. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm, in seven games, man. People and, and some people get that, to two hundred attempts by like week four or five. Yeah. So like, people, people are gonna listen to this and they're gonna say, "Oh, he was in a triple option." Mm. Okay, we didn't run that good. I was so about to say, yeah, he didn't have a lot of rushing yards. So <laughs> I, I, that's not all right. So uh, yeah, that's an, that's enough, Nebraska. Let's 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 get out of here. Let's get into our pit stops. I'll go first. Um, 
I meant to, yeah, I meant to, I gotta ask Brandon about this too. Yeah, I, I need to talk to Brandon about it because I want to see how where he lands. Honestly, and this is weird for me. I think I'm on the team side. Oh, I'm gonna explain it. I'm gonna explain oh. it really quickly. I'm gonna explain it really quickly, and I'm gonna see if you change your mind. Okay, so hear me out. Mm-hmm. The Colts pay their guys often, but they don't pay early. Mm-hmm. And his contract's not up. He still has a full year. Mm-hmm. So if I remember correctly, Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, Andrew Luck, all those guys, they got it in the summer going into, like, they got it, like, before free agency. Or they got it going into training camp, okay. uh, which I get it, right? He wants it going into training camp, whatever. Here's my thing. And I disagree entirely with the running back market. I think running backs should not be devalued. I think all the teams that have won Super Bowls have had good running backs or a good rushing game of some kind. Yep. I don't think he should take this stance when it's not – when he there's still time. And the Colts have shown that they play players, and the Colts have not franchise-tagged anyone in like 15 years. And now so you're doing it's not it with even, your best – player who happens no, they to haven't be a franchised that they oh franchised. i thought they were going to no it just might because he's my, a running back that's my thing though they have it in 15 years i don't see them doing it now okay so i mean they I, and i could be wrong i don't run the front office but they have it in, so it's not even like you can look at them like the cowboys and these other teams like they always franchise tax so you know they're going to do it they're not going to give you this contract there's no proof that they're not going to give the contract all we know is they haven't done it yet and because other running backs aren't getting paid he's upset about that and i get that but i, I wouldn't think say upset i think more like worried right but your worry is putting you in a position where you're destroying your relationship with your franchise when you have a full year so you're taking someone else's contract situation into yours and you're ruining your standing with your franchise who you still want to pay you and this is the part where I this is this is the part that made me think it was on him because I just don't think he's thinking. Running backs are not getting paid right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going into next season, Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, and a bunch of other really good running backs are going to be free agents because Ooh, their teams didn't take pay Ezekiel them. out of that. But yep, go ahead. I didn't are going to be free agents because their teams didn't pay them, right? So you think that a team, when no one else is paying running backs, they're going to trade for you. So they're going to give up draft capital for you. And then they're going to give you a new contract when no other running backs are getting good contracts right now. And there are other running backs just as good or almost as good as you who are actually going to be just free cost free agents next year. Is that that not them? Okay, so... The reason why that isn't a good argument in my eyes is because, again, yes, there are other quarterbacks. Like, you brought up Josh Jacobs and stuff like that, but Josh Jacobs is going to look for the exact same amount of money. Well, that's why he didn't get paid. But that's what I'm saying. All these running backs, especially the good ones, are going to be looking to try to get paid a lot of money. And the reason why, for at least for Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor's sake, is I wouldn't wait either because, again, I'm a running back. My shelf life, according to the NFL, is very short. So I'm trying to get paid as soon as I possibly can so I can have my security. Because, again, I'm your best player. Point blank, period. Hmm. Best player on offense. Okay. 
I think they still might be arguing. Who's the first? Quentin Nelson. He's the best player on your offense. And he might be the Quentin best player Nelson, on your team. Quentin Nelson is a three-time all first-team All-Pro. And if he keeps the track, he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. He, Jonathan Taylor's not better than him. Okay. And but Jonathan he, Taylor may not be better than Shaquille Leonard, who's also a multiple, multiple-time All-Pro, or DeForest Buckner. But that is not like I. I want to be clear and say I think that Wait, who, he's who, who, wrong. Who, but my thing is how. Like... But I want to be clear. I think he's wrong in how he's going about it. I still think the coach should pay him. I think they should have paid him. I'm not saying he's wrong for being upset about it or anything and the security and all of that. But mm-hmm. I think he's going about it the wrong way. I think it's really dumb, especially. Because you do all this fuss, you ask for a trade, which is just dumb because no one's going to trade for you because, again, they're not paying running backs and there are other running backs who are just going to be free agents and you're not even able to play. You're on the physically unable to play list. Like, I, I just think – I just think – I think he's going about it the wrong way. I think he's and just worried about his future. And as a running fine, back, I'm not you mad can be, at that. You can be worried, but you can be smart about it too. Mm. Because the other running backs didn't go in and ask for trades a year before their contract was up and all this other kind of stuff. Like I just think that's I think Le'Veon you're Bell taking <laughs> but look what happened with Le'Veon Bell. He got a contract, didn't finish it out, and lost like 25 million. That's the thing that people forget. Well, his contract people was say, I don't people know why he say didn't that Le'Veon Bell from the, from the got they say he got paid. He didn't see half of that contract. He lost well, he, like $20 he million. Still, his, his contract was still lower than what we offered him. Exactly. I just, and then he I didn't think, see the I don't end know of it. He and he lost like $20 million because his contract was lower. And then he got injured or whatever. Or he lost his ability or whatever. And he didn't see that money. Same thing with Melvin Gordon. And it's just like, my thing is, just, and this is why I say that I think he's wrong for how he's handling it. He's not wrong for wanting his money. The Colts should have paid him. I would have paid him. Screw what the running back market looks like. But the thing is, the Colts always play their players, and that's part of the reason we're in the and problem I think we are also, now. And I think also they, the Saquon Barkley thing might have scared him too. Because again, they paid Daniel Jones way too much money for him to not even be the fourth, fifth, sixth best offensive player on that. But game. here's the thing with Sha- Saquon. Saquon's thing is dumb too because he misses a lot of games. Jonathan Taylor missed five games in one season. I think Jonathan deserves to be paid more than Saquon. I wouldn't have gave Saquon that money because but Saquon would you give, was but injured. The, but the thing is, he's still there more than uh, Daniel Jones has been, and he's been no, he hasn't. He's no, been he hasn't. More, he's no, been he more hasn't. productive. Well, yeah, in his, in his less amount of time that he's been there than Daniel Jones has, and we still pay Daniel Jones like he was a top ten quarterback. That's the okay. thing I'm saying here. It's Here's like yeah, you can't com- you can't compare that though. Everyone knows the quarterback market is inflated. It just is. Daniel Jones should not have got that money, but the I quarterback the, market is inflated. It is just like is you what it fix, is. You can fix the inflation by not you, paying court the media. It's the but same. Someone thing. else is going to someone else is like going to Jalen Brown. It's the same thing with Jalen Brown. No way in hell, Jalen Brown should be getting a max contract in the NBA. <laughs> no way in hell. No way. The thing is, you can't fix it because if you Beals don't pay, it, never got a max contract. The thing like, is, you can't just, fix it though because if you don't do it, someone else will, and then you just lost that. Now you could argue, and I would, that they would have been just fine losing Daniel Jones. Easily. But that's 
just a one player thing. At the end of the day, say I wouldn't have gave Saquon that money either. I, I don't know. As a New York, as the Giants, when you look at your roster, especially on you all look threats, at you, you look. I would have paid him over Daniel Jones first. But one's a quarterback, and what is the one's more detrimental to your team? He throws the ball away just amount. You know what's crazy? The NFC East probably has the besides uh, Jalen Hurts probably have the worst quarterbacks in the in the NFL. So, but so here's the thing, and it's the same thing with Chris, Christian McCaffrey, and this is the problem that, like Josh, this is I Christian think should all, have been paid like a receiver. I think of all he basically was. I think all of the run, I think all of the running backs who are asking for money, in my opinion, deserve to get paid over Saquon because they've been healthier than Saquon. There's zero, absolutely Josh, zero. Comes. Yes, there's absolutely zero guarantee or even. Jonathan Proof Taylor, yes. Josh Jacobs has been hurt the past few past few seasons now. Okay, because well, I've had him on my fantasy team. Okay, so, so not him. But like, either way, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't want to get stuck on this because I don't want this podcast to be three oh, hours and we only talked about Nebraska. My my thing is for like, I agree with JT in that he could have gotten paid. Yeah. But I'm not under the impression that the Colts weren't going to pay him. So it comes off like he's throwing a fit a year before he needs to. And it comes off as he's just dumb and doesn't understand the business. Because, again, who is giving up draft capital to trade you and then giving you the three, four-year contract you want when no one else is getting the contract and they don't need to be traded for it? Like that's just dumb. I just think he's being think, dumb, yeah. and I think his I think his manager is childish and trying to hand it out on Twitter, replying to coach tweets and things like that. Oh, see, that's a bit much. And yeah, I, I think that, that he's that's just, a bit much. I think he. It looks like he's throwing a fit, whether it's justified or not. It looks like he's throwing a fit, and it and it's going to make it worse for him when he could have just went out, bought out, and. Cause and everyone hates the tag, and I get it because you don't get long term security, but especially tag, as a running that back. Tag, that tag price, like, I don't it's know. a nice, it's a nice amount of money, a good amount of time, but it's still as a running back. I get this, I want security, I get that, I get wanting the security, I, I get it too. I just don't think you get it the way that he's trying to get it, and yeah. I think because the thing about it is. Why would you want again with other running backs in the market? Why would you want to sign Jonathan Taylor? When you see how he handled this, he's still one of the best running backs in the league. But one he, of the best, because I think because I think running backs should be paid like skill players. He's one of every, the best skill players in the league. I agree, but everyone's what, already de- receiving yards. Does your receptions? Does this everyone's game. already devaluing running backs? Why would you pay for him with the way that he's acting when you are what right or wrong? And you're probably wrong, right or wrong, when you think you can replace him in a draft. He's lowering his value acting like this. Not fan perceived value, not what he can actually do on the field, but he's lowering his contract value by handling it this way. And then he's going to be mad at someone else that he doesn't get the contract he wants from the culture from someone else, and it's his fault. Not the initial not getting the contract, but everything since then is his fault. You're a grown-ass man, and you're letting your manager tweet at the owner of your franchise instead of going no, in there and that, handling yeah, business. That you like, shouldn't be doing. That shouldn't be happening. That's childish. I think So that's why I say I'm siding with the Colts, which is not where I expected to be when I first heard about it. 
But all right, so let's get out of here. What's your pitch stop? Uh, I'm just excited for the Steelers. Um, we've we've done a lot on offense and defense, and I think our biggest problem, which is weird because I know we didn't have a good offense, but I do think our uh, biggest problem was replacing linebackers that we were going to lose, which I think we've done. Um, I, uh, Najee Harris, I swear to God, man, this is my last season uh, rooting for you. This is my last season sticking up for you. I watch you play every Sunday, and I'm getting concerned that you don't like to get touched. And you're a running back, and that's almost impossible, my guy. Like you're fall forward, fall forward. Other than that, I'm looking forward to this. Kenny's second year. Um, I think we might be a sleeper team to start for uh for uh to win the Super Bowl. Because I think we have a Super Bowl capable defense. And our office just doesn't turn the ball over. We could be like um, Aaron Rodgers when they beat us, uh, the, the the Ravens when they did their uh, uh, wild card run to win the Super Bowl. I think I think we could pull something like that. I'm not saying we will. But I'm not sure Kenny Pickett's better than Daniel Jones, and you just crapped on Daniel Jones for like ten minutes. I tell you right now, Kenny Pickett's a better thrower of the ball and has more accuracy than Daniel Jones. And I saw that in the last three games, and I've seen Daniel Jones plays for two years and in college. He is more accurate than Daniel Jones by far. And I tell you this, with his with his like you know some quarterbacks have to like I think for you to have like an it thing. You got to make rash decisions that could pay off, and I think even then, Kenny Pickett has a smarter decision making uh, capability than Daniel Jones does. I'll agree with that for sure, but I'm I don't got nothing else to say because I'm not going to sit on my podcast and defend Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not sure that Kenny Pickett is better than Daniel Jones, and that's, that's fine. And even in, in, and if that's, that's the case, you're I just on and, and my thing is I don't. All I need Kenny Pickett to do is not turn the ball over. If you don't turn the ball over, not if you think Najee Harris is soft. Who's gonna run the offense? Like who's? Gonna oh, oh, we still. Offense? Oh, we have running backs that we have our second. Our second string running back is strong. Uh, is a lot tougher than Najee Harris. Who's he runs forward. I forgot his name, but he wears thirty. I can't think mm-hmm. of his name, but he runs the ball with power, with anger, and he falls forward. Even if I'm going to only get two yards, he turns it into three. So. I think just like in that in that case, and again, I think Kenny Pickett isn't afraid to throw the ball. Daniel Jones looked like he's afraid to throw the rock down the field sometimes. Kenny ain't been afraid. He'll turn the ball over. He did turn the ball over, but he wasn't afraid to throw the ball, and that's something I like. So I, yeah. that's what I'm saying. We're I'm not saying we could win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying we're a favorite. I'm just saying look out, you know? My overall problem with that, is the AFC is so tough. It was tough when we when Ben Big Ben did it his second and, year. I'm just saying. <laughs> and know. we went through a wild card run on the road the entire time, won the Super Bowl. It's definitely July. You are not gonna be this optimistic and <laughs> I wasn't in. I wasn't then, but hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> you are not gonna be this optimistic hey. in a month and a half. I've se- I've seen I've seen it. What I'm saying is it's like it feels familiar. It's all I'm saying. A one defense, just be, just don't turn the ball over. Type of offense. Yeah. Either way, Colts. Let's tank for Marvin Harrison Jr., baby. 
One <laughs> thing for Marvin Harrison Jr. We don't need to win. We don't need to win. Just all I need is Anthony Richardson to show promise, like he could be good. Like I, I want oh my some like God, I, I want God some like that's what y'all did with your pick. I want yep. some like 24-21 losses where it's like he was balling and then he throws a late interception and it's just like oh he just needs to get that like you know one little step better or he like breaks a couple ankles and then fumbles the ball where like that was almost a touchdown. Like that's what I, that's what I, that's what I need. That's what I need. Thank for Marvin Harrison Jr., baby. Let's get to it. Oh um, my goodness! But yeah, it's crazy, man. NFL season's here. I need to find three hundred or four hundred dollars for NFL Sunday ticket. But uh, very excited for the NFL season. Uh, annoyed already with the conversations about running backs because I think they all I, should get paid, and I think I the NFL is stupid. To them. Yeah. But um, that's it. That's it. We'll see you again on Monday. We thank you all for listening and traveling I-80 with us as always. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, our second level. Our middling tier is what we changed the name to. Um, yeah, see you next week. See you.